Hey, Jenna. Yes, Steve. What did the snail say when he got on the turtle shell? I don't know what. Wee. <laughs> 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Engage, a family gaming podcast. My name is Steven Dutzman, and I am your host, as always. Engage Family Gaming is a website on the internet where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give everyone the information they need to get their family game on. I am here in the E3 War Room with my good friends, James, the video guy. Hey, guys. And John, the fair and just commissioner. As always. And Jonathan Tomlinson, the man behind the curtain. Former champion. Former champion. Of E3. <laughs> former champion. Former champion. So, um, it's the last day. We're getting ready to go. Um, but we wanted to do one last podcast. Uh, specifically, uh, we wanted to talk about uh, some indie games. Fortunately, you know, we went through all the different press conferences and there's actually a podcast for each of the major um, each of the major companies but we wanted to celebrate some indie games a little bit fortunately um, kind of funny the uh, they're a bunch of youtubers they have a YouTube channel they're not appropriate for children uh, but they did a I don't want to call it a press conference they did a showcase where they focused on indie games they had over 60 indie games. I told you guys we were going to watch it, and I remember when I told you that, that that I was putting it on the schedule, you guys were like, what the hell are you talking about? Why are we watching these YouTubers that you're fa- such a fanboy for? And I halfway explained, but then you understood after we watched it. At the very least, it was a 40, minute wet, 40 minutes, and we all found something that we liked. Agreed. Or laughed at. Like or There was plenty at. of stuff that was just amusing and... You know, yeah, genuinely so, funny. Yeah. Um, Would you say it was kind of funny? funny? A little bit. A little oh, bit. wow. I mean, I agree. There, it was at least kind of funny. So I thought we would go around the horn, as it were, and each of us would share uh, a couple of the indie games that we thought were uh, kind of... Imp- had. The, I mean, I don't know if the best, because we haven't played any of these, mm-hmm. the ones that caught our attention the most. So... Let's get started. John, who uh, do you want to talk about first? So uh, the first one I wanted to talk about was a little game called Adam's Ascending. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of those great stories about like one guy making one game in his basement, mm-hmm. but it's one of those open world adventure type games. Yep. Kind of like Portal, but like third person over the shoulder, like uh, you know, all, all those other were like walking simulator type games. And those kind of games just get me, like stuff like Gone Home, uh, Tacoma, which is also in uh, Xbox Game Pass right now. Those like little indies where like you're just getting a story and you know doing puzzles to move on to the next room. Um, those really get me, and the the fact that it's just one dude, including him doing the voiceover, is just amazing. So, uh, Adam's Ascending, and I believe it's coming out on Steam. And, uh, yeah, that's all I know about that one. All right, so that is Adam's Ascending. It is being made by one guy. I think all of us were, were impressed. Yeah. Um, this is one where it was actually appeared in the first 
kind of funny showcase. They did one back in December. Um, and so now it's getting closer and closer to release. So uh, it, I, I think it looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one up is you, John. Fair and Just Commissioner. What do you got? So the first one that, that really hit me was Trigger Witch. <laughs> okay. By, by Rainbite. Uh, it's a, a 2D twin stick adventure game. It, it's in a land where magic is the norm, but guns are not. So, instead of using magic to defeat your enemies, you use guns. Um, in fact, the first thing that they do is they show this rather cute-looking little witch person with a purple hat, and there's a blob in front of her. Instead of casting a spell, she pulls out a Tommy gun and <laughs> destroys the blob of slime, and it is fantastic. Looks like there's going to be plenty of room for upgrades of types of guns and Scatter shot, bouncing things off walls. It just looks like a lot of fun. It, it reminded us all a lot of um, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Was it A Link to the Past? Yeah, it looked like yeah. A Link to the Past. Yeah, yeah, that's what the map the looks past. like. And it just looks like a good time. It looks like just a, a game you can just have. Just that with guns. With with guns instead of you know bows and arrows. Anything that turns a, a, a common trope on its head is, is usually interesting, so I agree. I agree. Yeah, I can't wait to play that one. I mean, I hope there's some kind of multiplayer. I don't know why, but I just really want to play that. Um, so, James, what do you got? So, one of the games I saw in in the uh, in their presentation was a game called Super Liminal. Um, it's by Pillow Castle Games, and it instantly made me think of Stanley Parable. Stanley Parable, which is one of my favorite games ever on PC. You know, little game if you ever played it. If not, I highly su- uh, suggest it. Seems kind of basic, kind of you know ordinary at first, but it's far from ordinary. Um, a lot of vis- um, what do you call it? Uh, optical illusions. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff where you're looking at a wall, you move your perspective, and what looks to be random garbage on the wall becomes something like a house, which then becomes a physical object that you can walk through. Mm-hmm. Kind of mind-bending puzzles, a little bit like Portal. Uh, just something new, something different than your your average everyday game, and, and that's what I'm always looking for. Yeah, I agree. I was watching that trailer and I immediately was like, yeah, I'm too dumb to play this game. <laughs> like, I just don't know if I have it in me. I'm excited to see it played and I think it'll be, you know, make some cool videos on the internet, but man, I'm way too dumb uh, to make that happen. Because um, any every time I played a game like that, like these kind of MC Escher, like, I, I can handle uh, Monument Valley. And that's about as deep as I yeah, can get. After that, it, it's, I start to struggle. This is that in 3D space. I mean, it's, it really is. You hit it on the head. It's MC Escher meets, you know, every day at the office. Yeah. I, I, I'm i going to have to pass on that one myself just because I'm dumb. But I'm glad that you <laughs> found something that you like. Um, I want to talk about my first one, and that is Looking for Heels from Blue Bomber Games. It's available in early access on Steam right now. It's on sale for like 13 bucks. Um, you play a healer. You assemble a group of AI minions, dwarves and orcs and other kind of warriors, and you send them off to fight, and it is your job to heal them. Um, This is my game. Um, I am always the healer. I play the healer in every game that I can, um, and this is a game where literally that's the entire point. I'm not like subverting expectations or anything. I'm literally just playing the game. So uh, super cannot wait to get my hands on this one. I don't have my PC here, so I can't play it here. 
Um, but as soon as I have access to a PC, I'll be buying this and playing it. So that's looking for heels. Uh, man behind the curtain, what do you have next? So my next was a little like, uh, it was an MMO like roguelike called Relic Hunters Legends. And it just, it, it's one of those like, um, you know, group battle systems where you're, you're just running around. Um, you had like uh, crazy like medieval armor and stuff, but you also had like guns and there was like spark and laser like type weaponry. And it just looked like fun. Uh, and it's also free to play okay. and available. I believe it was Steam Early Access. Something that surprised me about that game mm -hmm. was that, because um, it looks fairly simple, right? It's yeah. It's kind of a simplistic art style, but they promise very deep RPG systems. Now, anyone exactly. can say that, but if an, if an indie game delivers on that, on, on stuff that brings me deeper to the game, then I'm excited. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, I like the simplistic art style, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not going to tax my computer. I'll be able to run it. Maybe more of my friends will be able to run it. Um, I like it. I think it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of their little taglines, it's about touching story about friendship and time travel. Who doesn't want that? Where'd that come from, though? Like, yeah. This is a random Battle Royale game. It is. Uh, that's what they're saying. It's, uh, and free, it's got friendship and, and time travel? Free online adventure. Join with up to three friends and save the galaxy from a terrible villain who has stolen the past. Super awkward. Yeah, I love the character models. This looks fun. Yeah. yeah. This looks fun. We'll be uh, taking a look at it. So... Uh, Kamish, what do you got? Hamsterdam. <laughs> Not the episode of The Wire. Not the yeah. episode of The Wire. Alright, so tell me about Hamsterdam. Hamsterdam is with hamsters. Um, you are a kung fu hamster looking to take back your city from an evil chinchilla mob boss. Because apparently chinchillas are evil. I did not know that, but now I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is... They have no chill. Very... I mean, potentially. Potentially. Um, yeah. Now you just killed the whole thing. <laughs> killed the whole joke. Way to go, man behind the curtain. That's what I do. Just brought the curtain down. No, you are, you are a... Very cartoony. You are the hero, the hamster, mm -hmm. using 80s-style kung fu to battle... The evil chinchillas minions, and it just looks like a lot of fun. It looks cute. It looks fast. It looks entertaining. Anybody can play it. It's for Switch, mobile, and uh, PC. And that is coming out very soon, actually, August first. Yeah, you know what? We actually had that um, after PAX East. Um, Amanda Farrow, one of the co-hosts on this podcast, mentioned that game um it was obviously an earlier build um and she loved it i'm so excited that it's coming out and it's only a month or so away very thrilled to uh, get a chance to play that one um my video one. guy yeah. what's your second one so my second one is called brave earth prologue um this game touches all of the 8-bit metroidvania uh touchstones that i wanted to as soon as i saw it i was in nostalgia heaven um it just, you know, and, and weirdly enough, I know people don't mention games like this when they talk about 8-Bit a lot, but Rastan from Sega was a game that, that came to mind. Very similar aesthetic, 
So think Rastan meets Castlevania. Um, what else were they talking about? Let's see. Yeah, to the point that some of the bricks that are like the platforms that you jump across look exactly like um, the bricks in Castlevania 1. Yeah, no, I mean, this game is clearly inspired by that. It's on Steam. Um, the it, it's it, it's they say that it's heavily inspired by like eight bit NES games, and it obviously is, but it's it's not quite eight bit. I mean, this is definitely a, a fancier game. I love this game. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna play it. Three playable characters. Okay, so that was Brave Earth Prologue. Uh, I'm gonna talk about my second game here. Um, I'm going to talk about Skatebird. Uh, this is a game by Glass Bottom Games. I've had this game suggested to me at every show I have been at for the last you know, year. Essentially, it is a Tony Hawk-style skateboarding game where instead of a person in a full-size skate park, you are a small bird skateboarding on a skate park that is on a desk basically. Um, I know that sounds absurd, and it is. However, um, this is a, it's an adorable game. Uh, from my understanding, I actually haven't gotten my hands on the sticks on this yet, but it is a, you know, the, the controls are smooth, and it feels just like a skateboarding game did back in their heyday. Obviously, they're gone now. They don't really make them anymore, for, you know, for the most part. But this feels like those games did, and also... It's adorable because you're a cute little bird. Um, and it's called Skatebird, and I approve of those kinds of, uh, that, that amount of wordplay. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, what's crazy about this is it, the last time I played a game that was similar, it, re- it actually reminds me of the worst review that I ever gave. John, do you remember the worst game that I ever reviewed? I mean, it was a pretty slow game called Turbo. I don't know if I would call it slow. John, do you, John, the, oh, it's the Commish. Oh, I know what you, I know what you're getting. <laughs> Commish, do you remember the movie uh, Turbo about the snail that falls into the nitrous oxide and turns into a race car? Yes. It races in the Indy 500. Yeah, I believe Snoop Dogg was in that movie as well. I think he was. So... Was Martha Stewart also in that movie? I don't know. I don't that think so. Been, that would have been... I, I mean, they're so. friends. So, okay. That's the pitch for the movie. Which wasn't super great. But they made a licensed tie-in game for this back in the Wii PS3 era. And I rented that movie tie-in game so that I could review it for the site. Now, when you think of a movie tie-in game about a video game or a movie tying game about a movie about a snail that races in the Indy 500, what kind of game do you think it would be? I don't know. Racing? Yeah. That's what I thought, too. It turns out that it was a skateboarding game where you and the as the different snails race around these different environments like a burrito shop and a, a workshop. This, apparently in the movie, they spend a lot of time in a burrito shop. I don't know. I don't know how good the burritos are in Indianapolis, but here we are. Um, it was terrible. It wasn't what I was hoping for, um, and it wasn't even really a good skateboarding game. 
But the reason that I bring it up is that since the snails are all small, everything that they were racing in was like a can of soda at the burrito stand was like this massive tree trunk. And so... So like micro-machines. It was like micro-machines kind of stuff. So, and the bird is very similar, right? Like it's skateboarding on very small environments where the scale matters. And I don't know why, but I just think that adds to it a little bit, makes it a little bit more whimsical. Um, it's also, it's a game about trying your best. It's very supportive. So when you wipe out, you immediately get back up on the board and keep going. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. yeah. So, it, sounds, it looked like fun. Yeah, I mean, it's coming soon. Um, I think it's on Steam or will be on Steam very soon, but it's going to come to everything. This game is going to draw some attention. Yeah. Um, Are you going to be able to play, like, different characters or anything like that? I think there's only going to be just the one, but I don't know. No? So, I mean, it is Steam. Will they allow, you think, like, DLC later? Yeah. Where, like, you could you come in as a, as a raptor named Anthony. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that they'll let that. Maybe a hawk named Tony. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> On that note, folks, I hope you have enjoyed listening to our list of indie games from E3, uh, just as much as we enjoyed recording it. Hope you guys have a great week. Uh, we will be back next week with board games and more information about Origins Game Fair because guess what? We go from one crazy convention to another one. <laughs> so until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.